Proverbs 31. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Now, most folks believe that that is Solomon and his mother Bathsheba. What, my son, and what the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows? Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. Now, my message is not on alcohol, but, you know, there's a, there's a controversy in evangelical Christianity about whether or not people are supposed to drink. Well, the Bible says we're kings and priests before God. Is that what the Bible says? Very clear. Well, it's not for kings to drink wine. Amen? Amen. All right. Then, amen overflow? Amen. All the drinkers are back there, so I wanted to make sure that... <laughs> Lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish and wine unto them that be of a heavy heart. So there's medicine. You see that? It's interesting. Take NyQuil if you need it. Um, then let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth, also, she riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field, and buyeth it. With the, with the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, and when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates." Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for this amazing chapter that you've given us that helps us to know what a wife and mother is to be. And Lord, thank you for those of us who have had mothers that, that represented this well. And those ladies are here today, many of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't it wonderful that we do have many ladies in this church that could be identified as virtuous women? Isn't that a blessing? 
I'm thankful that my mother was one of those. And as I read through this chapter, as I was thinking about this message this morning, couldn't help but think about my mother and how she fulfilled so many of these things. And many of you could say the same thing. That's a blessing, isn't it? There are many young ladies here, some of you in college now and the college age or Marian age. And as you're getting ready to enter into that stage of life, you, know, you get a lot of information from the world on what you are to be. But you can't get any better information than what this chapter says about what a lady is to be, what a godly lady is to be. And it's great instruction. Um, I was at a conference, uh, I'm trying to remember when it was, I think it was in March, and Mark Trotter spoke on this chapter. And he related it to the church, and I'm going to communicate some of those things to you down the road because it was just fantastic material. But today I want to just look at it as it stands dealing with the virtuous woman. So let's begin by looking, first of all, at her beautiful character. Her beautiful character. Look what it says in verse 11. The, the first aspect of it that you can see is that she can be trusted. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her. She can be trusted. And so, ladies, here's the key. Your husband has to be able to trust you. And we know, so as a, as a pastor, obviously, I do counseling. And anyone who has studied marital counseling... When trust is violated in a relationship, it, that can be overcome. Trust can be renewed. Isn't that a blessing that it can be? But it would be better if it were never lost. And so the key, ladies, your husband must be able to trust you. He needs to be able to trust you with just the, the details of the home. Have you ever been in a conversation and someone starts talking about things going on in their marriage and you're very uncomfortable because it's stuff that you really would rather not know. Has that ever happened? That's right. So it, when your husband gives you, in a private conversation, information about him, he must be able to trust you with that. And the virtuous woman, he, she, she holds her husband's confidence. He trusts her. He can trust her with his secrets. He can trust her with his children. He can trust her with the finances. It's really important. She must be able to be trusted. Are you trustworthy? Many of you are. Some of you could work on it. And you young ladies, that should be your goal is to be trustworthy. Then look at verse 12. Um, oh, I like it in verse 11, just to finish that thought. Her, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he have no need of spoil. See, he's not worried that things are going to be wasted in the home and that what he trusts her with will be wasted. Verse 12, her responsibility. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She is trustworthy. She is responsible. Isn't that good? i got to tell you, you know, I have absolute confidence in Laura, her responsibility. And it's, it's wonderful because one child in the relationship is enough. Somebody has to be mature, and she handles that for me. It is, and I know that many of you men, that is exactly how you feel. She's trustworthy. She's responsible. It's wonderful. Now, i got to tell you, you know, the television paints a real frivolous picture of ladies today. Would you all agree with that? You know, men are buffoons and women are frivolous. That's the marriage relationship as it's presented on television. When that is simply not the reality of it. You men work hard. 
You're responsible. You're trustworthy. Your wives work hard. You're responsible. You're trustworthy. That, that's the picture of a godly marriage that's represented by so many people here in the room and back in the overflow. You all are working at being godly people in that relationship. And part of that is just being responsible, doing what you are supposed to do. So not only can she be trusted, she's responsible, but she takes the initiative. She takes the initiative. Look at verse 13. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth, all, she riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Just hard work. It's hard work. And isn't it interesting, ladies, that with all of the modern conveniences that you have, the microwave oven, the, you know, the cooktop, the dishwasher, the, the mixers, all of those things that you have that, that help you, and, and all the ladies are very thankful for those things, amen? I mean, you're just very thankful that you have those things, the, the, the clothes washer and the dryer and all of those things. Isn't it amazing how it feels like you have less time than ever? And that's what our culture does. That's what our society does. And, you know, I know at our house, Laura, when she sits down, she's never seen an entire television program. Because by the time we sit down in the evening to watch television, she goes to sleep. Boom, she's gone. Because she's been running like crazy from the time she got up. This, this is really important. A godly woman takes the initiative, just does what is needed to be done. And that's what you ladies do. And I'll tell you, sometimes marriages have some trouble because, ladies, sometimes you wait for your husband to do something that you could do yourself. Amen? It's really quiet. <laughs> he won't fix that. Well, then fix it yourself. That's kind of the context of this. She's just taking care of what needs to be cared for. She takes the initiative. Now, I know some of your husbands are thinking, please don't tell her to fix it. I fix it. I'll fix it. I promise. I promise. I'll get it done as soon as I get home. Oh, man. I think it's Phil Edwards. I don't know if Phil's here. He might be in the overflow. Dr. Edwards. Vicky says that he intentionally breaks the lawn equipment so that he doesn't have to mow the grass and care for those things. <laughs> and so Vicky takes the initiative on that. I think that's funny. Um, I could illustrate it in so many ways. But I'll tell you, I think that one thing that happens in a relationship is that husbands and wives lose respect for each other. For, for various different reasons. We can give many different reasons, but they begin to lose respect. And so since this is the Mother's Day message, I'll talk about the ladies in this. Ladies, if you care for the things that fall in your purview, if you're, if you're diligent in those areas, that respect from your husband will naturally rise. It's really important that you take the initiative to care for things. And I've got to tell you, that saying, a man works from sun to sun, but a woman's work is never done, it's really true. Would you all agree with that? It is so true. And I would never diminish the work that you ladies do because it is... It's, it's just hard work. That's what it comes down to. It's just hard work. And especially for young ladies, as you enter into a marriage relationship, if you will take the initiative in the home, 
See, the biblical model is for the man to be the provider and for the lady to be the keeper at home. Now, obviously, this woman is, is providing financially. Would you all agree with that in the text? So some of you ladies provide financially for the home. That's completely appropriate. I'm not, I'm not going to preach against that. And yet, you don't lose the responsibility of keeping the home. Is that fair? Absolutely. And so take the initiative in that. You young ladies, begin by keeping a clean home. Make it a place that he can't wait to get home to. It's really important that you understand that. And these are, these are the accountability, the responsibility. Take the initiative to care for those things. She takes the initiative. But, so that's her beautiful character. But look at her boundless responsibilities. This, the, the, the job description of the virtuous woman, it's a tough job. It is a difficult job. Start reading with me in verse 16. And look at what it says. She considereth a field and buyeth it. So what does she do? She's caring for the real estate. That's interesting, isn't it? Husband, some of you guys are going to get home this week and your wife has bought a house. That's going to be hilarious. She considereth a field and buyeth it. You know, I think that because of some of the chauvinism that has been in Western culture for centuries, sometimes we get this idea, and, and I know that in previous generations, a husband would die and a woman didn't know what property they had, that she didn't know what the bills were. How many of you have known situations like that? Just no concept of what was going on. Obviously, that's not the biblical concept. I would never even consider buying a house or buying property without Laura being involved in that. It's really important that we get this. What is this saying? That she is as responsible for the, the financial decisions in the home as the husband is. Now, the husband's the head. He's the one that's going to give an account to God, but it's supposed to be done together, and she considers a field and buys it. She has the ability, the wisdom, the knowledge, the discipline, the financial wherewithal to accomplish these things. That virtuous woman is something, isn't she? That's the biblical concept. And I want to say this, you know, there is a concept that Christianity diminishes women. No, Christianity has always elevated women. Listen, women can't be pastors. They're not supposed to preach. And yet, God, they're used through the ministry constantly. God has just said that there are specific roles. And just as in the home, look at the way the Bible describes this virtuous woman. She is taking financial responsibility for the home. That's interesting, isn't it? That's interesting. I just see Christianity as elevating women. Then, so she has her responsibilities, her, her boundless responsibilities. She has the responsibility to work. The responsibility to work. She considereth a field and buyeth it. Then look at verse 16 again. Middle of the verse. With the fruit of her hands, she planted the vineyard. She's just working hard. She's taking it on herself to help provide for the family and for the home. Then look at what it says. She rises in verse uh, 17. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. This is not a workout video. <laughs> this, is, this is working hard. Working hard. Let me say this. There's no place in the Bible for lazy women. Amen? And I'm so thankful for the ladies here in the church. I, I, I know how hard you work. 
I know how disciplined you are and how much you contribute to the home so that it can be a place that brings honor to the Lord. It's a wonderful thing. And remember, you don't have to go and punch a clock to be a hard worker. Some families, that's where the wife ends up working. Otherwise, she's doing things at home. the, The Bible doesn't make a distinction there. It just says that she's not idle. She's not idle. All right? So she considers the field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She girds her loins with strength, uh, with, with strength and strengtheneth her arms. And then, I like this. Look at verse uh, 18. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. What is that? that? If she produces something, it's a good product. She cares about it. She has self-respect. If she's going to keep a home, it's going to be clean. If they're going to have a house, it's going to be cared for. I often think of the lady that lived here. We bought the house from these folks. Two or three times a year, she'd be outside washing the house. I mean, washing the siding down, get a ladder and a sponge and wash the house. That generation of ladies should influence you young ladies that you care. And everything you do is excellent. Every meal you prepare is excellent. Every lesson you teach your children is excellent. That you have, a, you have a desire to please the Lord. That you do all things heartily as unto the Lord. Your merchandise is good. What you produce is good. When I was a kid, I used to think everybody's mom could cook. Until I went to some friends' houses. Now, young ladies, if you don't know how to cook, learn to cook. Learn to cook. Very important that you do that. Produce a good meal. Amen. Amen. And all the men said. All the young men said. Amen. Amen. It's just important. (laughs) And what's so funny, to even have a conversation like this is awkward in our modern culture. Can you imagine if I went on The View and said, ladies, learn to cook? Can you just picture Whoopi Goldberg? Please don't. She's ugly. I know. But just keeping it real. But the, our culture, it's very important that what, ladies, what you do for your family, make sure that you know that it's good. Amen? Now, there will always be one person will be a better cook than another. One person will be a better housekeeper than another. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is you do good. You do the best that you can do. Work hard. All right? Then, uh, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Now, look at this. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. That's producing the material. It's really important that you see that. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. What does that mean? Now, this is tough. Ladies, if you work a job, your responsibility is still the home. You come home and you care for it. You're going to be tired and it's going to be hard. That doesn't mean the husbands can't help. But it is his primary responsibility to provide for the needs of the home. It's her responsibility to care for the home. Now, let me ask you a question. Is that clear from Scripture? Seriously. Is that clear from Scripture? And so, man, sometimes it's just going to mean that you've got to work late at night. That's tough. And that's why it's called the virtuous woman. It's not easy. It's difficult. And so many of you ladies do this. This is what you do. And we have the highest respect. We have the utmost admiration for what you're doing. 
Right now, you're already doing it. You don't need the preacher to stand up here and say it. You're already doing it. Isn't that a blessing, men, to have wives like that that are they, they just so diligent they care for what they're doing? Then, she has responsibility. So she has responsibility to work. And she has responsibility to others. Look at verse 20. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. You know, it's, it's very easy to become selfish. Men, women, boys and girls, it's very, it's very easy for us to become selfish. Especially when you're working hard and you see that others aren't. You ever feel that way? Right? Well, there, here's the problem, especially in America now because of all the social programs. Sometimes we think that if a person is not doing well, it's because they're of poor character. No, sometimes there are people that are just needy. And I don't mean they're needy by always wanting to take. I mean they have a legitimate need, and it is the responsibility of God's people to meet those needs. And let me say again, Grace Baptist Church, you are so generous. And this is uh, one of the things that I love so much about our community is that we work hard and we expect others to work hard. Amen? We really do. And if someone is a sluggard and a deadbeat and does not want to work, you know what? We're not really that interested in helping them. We'd help them get a job. We'd help train them for a job. We'd drive them to work. Amen? But if somebody doesn't want to work, I don't want to give them anything. Right? If a man would not work, neither should he eat. Right? What if he starves to death? Well, then maybe he'll get a job. I agree with that 100%. And yet... Because we are such an affluent society, the United States, sometimes we fail to see that sometimes bad things happen to good people. Theologically, that's not true, but you know what I mean. Sometimes bad things do happen to people that are doing their best. Well, the brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to be ready to help them. There are other people that when we reach out and help them, if we also include the gospel... Those people can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you get that person into discipleship, discipleship makes that person a better employee. Discipleship makes that person better able to handle their finances. Discipleship makes that person obviously a better church member, but it'll make them a better husband, a better wife. It'll make them a better, a better home. All of those things come in. But how can that happen if we don't have godly ladies that are willing to give to the poor when they need it? And it is interesting. Man, I'll never forget. One time I was in Chicago. I was probably 20 years old, 1920. And I just spent my last little bit of money at McDonald's. I was coming out of McDonald's and this lady, bag lady, comes along with her shopping cart, asks me for help. And I said, I said, you know what? I don't have anything. I just spent my last little bit at McDonald's. And I thought that was going to get rid of her. And she reached into her basket. She said, oh, I'm sorry. And she had this moldy loaf of bread. She broke it in half and gave me half of it. How about that? Here's the idea. It doesn't matter how much you have. It doesn't matter how much you have. The Bible says that you should care for it in such a way that you have to give to others. That's the heart of the virtuous woman. It's a giving heart, her responsibility to others. She has a responsibility to her family. Look at verse 21. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. What is this talking about? She makes sure that her kids are bundled up and warm when they leave the house. It's her responsibility to clothe the family in such a way that she's not afraid of the snow. The responsibility to her family. 
It's, it's interesting, isn't it? That's, a, that's part of it, her responsibility to her family. Then she has a responsibility to herself. Look at verse 22. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. What does that mean? She looks nice. Ladies, you have a responsibility to look nice. Amen, men? Amen. Amen, Amen ladies? You have a responsibility to look nice. Now, I've got to tell you this. Man, we have a, our society is very vain. Right? You're so vain, you probably think this sermon's about you. <laughs> we are a, we are a, we're a vain society. And um, it just gets crazy. And yet, ladies, your husband needs you to care for yourself. He needs you to care for yourself. It's important. Just look nice. And, you know, folks, look around the room. Our ladies are doing that. Isn't that a blessing? So just care for yourself. Sometimes people have the idea that if you're godly, a lady is godly, then she doesn't care about her clothing. How many of you have seen people that that's the impression they make? You know, and if I start pointing out a particular type of clothing, someone will be wearing that today. So I'm not going to say it. But, you know, that there are women that, you know, godly women shouldn't wear makeup. Godly women shouldn't color their hair. You know, the old preacher said if the barn needs paint and paint it, you know, it's just, it's really important that you care for yourself. You take good care of yourself. It's just as important as caring for your children. It's just as important as caring for your husband. It's vital that you care for yourself. Now, one of the things that's interesting about the way the Bible always does this, the Bible always tells us to look to ourselves to take care of ourselves, to take personal responsibility. But it's always way down on the list that we invest in others before we care for ourselves. And yet, we're still told to care for ourselves. Then, so she has a responsibility to others. She has a responsibility to her family. She has a responsibility to herself. Then look at verse 23. She has a responsibility to her husband. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. What's the context there? The context is that everywhere... Her husband, her husband is made better because of her. Ladies, you are a reflection on your husband. Your behavior, your demeanor, the way you carry yourself, the way that you speak, all of those things are a reflection on your home and your husband. Do good to him. I've got to tell you, one of the things that happens... I've had the opportunity to travel a lot preaching. I've been in a lot of churches. It's amazing how many churches... The pastor's wife is a drag on the ministry. And that's a bummer. I mean, that is a very tough thing for the pastor to overcome. When you go into a place and the pastor's wife is awful, she's mean, you know, half crazy. It, it, it's just amazing how often that happens. And it limits, it hinders the pastor. So that's my field, all right? When I see that in my field, ladies, so many of you, when I watch how, what you accomplish, you men, when I see what you accomplish, and as I get to know you and your families, almost every time, almost every time, he is able to accomplish what he does because he has a strong, capable, loving wife who is caring for her responsibilities, helping him with his. That's just a blessing. Man, isn't it a blessing to have a wife like that? Amen. Praise God. What a, what a wonderful thing. Listen, when I see your kids turning out the way that they do, 
So many of you, your kids, they, they reflect so well on your home. Well, listen, that is mom investing in those kids at home. The, the way that our culture is, you know, dad is at work. He's caring for those things. He's still responsible for what's going on at home, but it's the wife that is caring for the day-to-day needs and attitudes of those children. So many of you, your kids are turning out so well. Why? Why? Because you ladies are doing such a good job with the kids, representing your family well. That's the virtuous woman. That's the virtuous woman. All right? So... She has a responsibility to her husband. Then let's finish with this. Her bountiful reward. Her bountiful reward. Look at verse uh, 25. She will rejoice in time to come. Verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Ladies, some of those lists that I just made, it's difficult. It's hard to live up to that. Some of you young girls, you ladies that are in college, you're getting ready to establish a home. You look at this list, and it's daunting. You say, man, I don't know if I want to do this. Look at verse 25 again. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. Moms, those days when you're staying up late, you've worked hard, you're so tired, kids have a paper due, and you're up helping that child. And they come home with homework, and... You've worked hard in the house. There's things to do. There's meals to cook. And you've already worked hard. You've already put in a full day's work. And now you're going to spend hours helping your children succeed. And you're tired. You're tired. Can I tell you something? You're going to rejoice in time to come. When you see, uh, you were just reading about Kayla's graduation that's coming up. You see them walk across the aisle getting that, that diploma. And you see that they're prepared for a godly future. Where are our seniors? Our seniors in high school. If you're a senior in high school, stand up. Look at this. All of these young people that are preparing for the future, you moms and dads, investing in them late at night. Thanks, guys. You can sit down. And I'm sure that there's, there's some others around the building. It's worth it, isn't it? It's worth it. I'm so thankful. You that invest in your children in this way, you'll rejoice in time to come. It's hard. It's hard. Man, I'm thinking about the yo's right now with a new baby. You know, how many of you have asked them if they're sleeping yet? <laughs> right? And, man, it's a tough time. But it's worth it, isn't it? Isn't it? Now, if you do it right, it's worth it. Those of you who had your kids waking up in the middle of the night until they were a year old or whatever because you couldn't discipline them, man, that's on you. Um, <laughs> she will rejoice in time to come. She will rejoice in time to come. Then, I love this. Look at verse 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her children arise up. Now, I've got to tell you, I'm not going to have you raise your hands because I don't want to embarrass those who couldn't. But there are people in this room who didn't have a good mom. They can become a good mom. They can become a good dad, but they didn't have them. It's amazing. And I know that some of us who did It's hard for us to even comprehend a family where mom didn't do what she was supposed to do. Imagine if your mom left. Imagine if your mom's an alcoholic or a drug addict. There are people in this room, that's their experience. Now, this is very important. If that is your, if that was your experience, you can become the mother that you never had. Amen? 
You can become the mother that you never had. And do you know what will happen? Your children will rise up and call you blessed. That only happens when mom's a virtuous woman. Everybody loves their mom. Everybody loves their mom. And yet, not all of them can rise up and call her blessed. Got to tell you, at my mom's funeral, when I preached her funeral, it was a blessing to be able to arise up and call her blessed. You ladies, all of this investment that you're making in your family, it will result in children who appreciate you and who use you as a model of godliness and discipline and integrity and in hard work. That is what you are producing right now. And your children will rise up. That's your reward and call you blessed. Wow. Wow. Look at verse 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. That's the virtuous woman. So she'll rejoice in time to come. Her children will rise up and call her blessed. Then look at verse 28. Her children will rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. You know, ladies, one of the best things that can happen to you is for you to have lived in such a way that your husband not only loves you, but respects you and calls you blessed, that you have been a blessing to his life, that you have been an encouragement to his life, that you have made him a better man. And I'll say this, I'm a better person when she is with me. That's what the virtuous woman does. And let me say this, it's so important. It's so important. It doesn't matter where you are in life. If you've made mistakes up until, up until this point, I love the verse, forgetting those things which are behind and looking forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Do you know that today is a brand new day? If you repent of the failures that you have had in your life and you commit yourself to Christ, you commit yourself to biblical Christianity and biblical discipleship, the Lord Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, ladies, it doesn't matter what has happened to this point, you can become that virtuous woman. You can become a woman who your children rise up and call you blessed. You say, you don't understand the mistakes that I've made. I'm just telling you, God's grace is amazing. His forgiveness is so powerful. The Holy Spirit can make you the woman that you want to be through His Spirit. And then those of you who are doing this, the Lord will give you the power to continue. What a blessing. Her bountiful reward. She'll rejoice in time to come. Her children will rise up and call her blessed, and her husband will praise her. Now, some of you ladies have a husband that's not worth shooting. Deadbeat, awful. You know what you're still supposed to be? A virtuous woman. And I got to tell you, it's got to be ten times harder to be a virtuous woman with a husband that's a piece of garbage. So, here's my challenge. Men, don't be a piece of garbage. Be a good husband. But ladies, this is, it may seem like it's not fair that you are to be the virtuous woman to a husband that doesn't deserve it. And yet, do you know what will happen? There's a good chance you can win him to Christ 
by your testimony. But if not, your children will rise up and call you blessed. You'll receive the reward. Your life will be better. Your children's lives will be better. The people around you, their lives will be better. People will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ because they see that you're doing right in a home where it's so difficult. You see, God's grace is awesome. And do you know what I believe? Ladies, it's so important. If you will speak to your husband the way you want him to become. So let's say that you have one of those husbands. If you just keep doing right, he will become a better man. He may never be the man that he's supposed to be, but he'll be a better man. And if he doesn't, then you will still have that well done, thou good and faithful servant from your Savior when you stand before him. I appreciate some of you ladies so much. You work so hard. You do, you do right when you have men that aren't doing right around you. Praise the Lord for you ladies. You're an encouragement to me. You're an encouragement to those who know you. Amen? Amen. And ladies, if you, if you know a lady in the church, now don't walk up to her and say, now I know your husband's a deadbeat, so I'm going to be your friend. Because she's a virtuous woman, she might punch you in the nose. It's really important. It's really important that you just keep doing right. And if you have a friend who you know she's having a hard time, just love her. Just be a friend. Just encourage them. Amen? Mother's Day is a hard day for some people. Let's make it good for them. Let's make it good for them. God's so good to us. And I'm so thankful for you ladies that represent the Lord so well. We have so many models of the virtuous woman here in this church that you young ladies can look up to. That's a blessing. Amen? You know, the first step for a lady to become a virtuous woman is to get saved. You can't do things in the power of the Holy Spirit if you don't have the Holy Spirit. And you don't have the Holy Spirit if you're not born again. If you've never been born again, you need to place your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for your eternal life. And I promise you, if you will do that and walk in the Spirit and learn the characteristics of a virtuous woman and begin living those things, your life will be so much better and everything around you will be better. Amen? Let's all stand together. Your Heavenly Father, Lord, thank You so much for the ladies in this church that represent You so well.